boys. Hello. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes, happy Cinco de Mayo. I hope you're happy revenge of the fifth. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed your tacos or taquitos or your Corona. avocado toast there sandwich. Yes. Why I had you, that. Why'd you have to go what? with Corona? Why did you have to do that? Why? That's they it's a beer. <laughs> what? You have beer on Cinco de Mayo. You can have a Dos Equis. Yeah, I don't really like that one. Well, That's two Equis. It's two yeah. Equis for you? <laughs> two Equis for me. Aww. Thank you, Two Equis. Oh, well. Boys, how you doing? How's everything going? Okay. It's good. It's good. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. All right. That's good. Fucking well, Yoda. Will you stop with the <laughs> Uh, boys, we have uh, reached episode 587 of Geek Stuff TNG. I got to say this much. I'm, I'm very happy, at least, that we're uh, we're doing all these shows and everything like that without missing a beat and uh, putting out some nice content and everything. So uh, I got to say, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad we have our, our nice streak going right now of, uh, you know, kicking some ass and uh, you know, bring, bring some happiness to, to the peoples. Hello, high water. You will get Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I wish we got the, I wish we got the bonus show out on time though. That'd be nice. That's that's a lot. Listen, Hello <laughs> High Water does not count for the bonus show. <laughs> oh wow! So so for the people who actually pay content, pay for our content, they're on the back burner. Is what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. It was it was a bad joke. No, oh. I'm sorry about the bonus show. That was late this week. Okay, that's all right. It was a good episode though, sir. It was a good episode. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're 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 venting, as it were. Uh, yes. And if you wanted to uh, check out uh, uh, Sandwich's latest bonus show, you can be a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For as little as a buck, you can join uh, our Patreon, uh, excuse me, our Discord, uh, where, you know, it's kind of like just a nice little chat service for all of our members. For three bucks, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night, uh, depending mm-hmm. how long this episode, this recording goes since we're starting late. Could be tomorrow afternoon, but we'll see. Uh, you'll get a sneak peek of the prep sheet and uh, the Discord service for five bucks a month. You get the weekend bonus show um, if Sandwich uh, you know doesn't need to be reminded five fucking times uh, with a vintage episode, which will probably come out Wednesday this week since there's uh, everything's being released kind of all at the same time. And for ten bucks a month, you can check out the live stream, which we do on the Instagrams. So all good stuff going on over here. Uh, listen, sandwich the dog. Yeah, we gotta talk about the dog. <laughs> no, that's not fucking fair. Right, we listen. gotta talk about your dog. It's, I'm just sick and tired of your dog causing trouble, being background noise to this goddamn program. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Don't. don't oh. We lost him. Good. That's your fault. Quiet. It's my. It fault. moved to your moved to your left a little. You're way off centered. I yelled at him. Or move the pad to the left, one of the yeah, two. It's too much of a... There we go. All right. Well, thank you, Sandwich. I'm glad you took that joke way too seriously. Um, <laughs> there. But hopefully everybody had a chance to enjoy their uh, May the 4th. Lots of Star Wars news oh, going yeah. on. Uh, all the stuff that we're going to be saving for the second half of this. What are you, what are you doing, Sandwich? I don't, I don't know. You can't sit still. I'm scrolling. You, you my, don't my need to scroll. I'm looking for the first story, so I'm ready to talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is this is award winning. Can we get a Webby award for this? Is that is that a Oh thing? yeah. I think we deserve it. What is the um 
what is the uh, you know the one that the uh, it's like the anti Oscars the the Razzies. We couldn't even win the equivalent of a Razzie. <laughs> that's a good question. What is the equivalent of a Razzie when it comes to uh, the web? That's that's, uh, that's worth finding. I don't out. think they have that. No, yet. no. Why have why have we not created it and then given it to ourselves? <laughs> that's we'll get we'll get the lifetime achievement award right off the bat. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. just do like ten categories and nominate only us. Put in that bar. And the winner super, is super high. Um, all right, boys. Well, uh, before we hit all the Star Wars, we'll save all the Star Wars stuff for the second half of the show. Uh, just because right. there's so much going on, uh, and there's a few headlines that's uh, worth hitting on uh, today, non-Star Wars uh, uh, related. So, <clears throat> uh, first up that we have on our list for today in our prep sheet. Demolition Man 2 is reportedly in the works. In a live uh, Instagram uh, Q&A feed, uh, Sly Stallone asked, uh, or responded rather, to a question about it, saying uh, it's in the works and that it's, quote, looking fantastic. Uh, Just a reminder, the original uh, Demolition Man hit theaters in 1993. Uh, Had a box office budget of, uh, or rather box office hit of $160 million worldwide. Uh, with a budget somewhere, it's a wide variety here, uh, anywhere between 45 to $77 million. Uh, and I also feel like it became a little bit, kind of came like a, like a little bit of a, a hit after the fact too, just because, um, you know, people kept talking about those goddamn seashells. And, and I figure, I feel like a lot of people have rented or, or streamed it or watched it in general uh, more of late. Uh, just for that that one reason. Sandwich, can you make any more noise on your side whatsoever? Unbelievable. I turned it off. Yes, take and the batteries. And it was on. Take the batteries, okay. Um, I, I am cautiously optimistic. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Demolition Man uh, too. I Listen, <clears throat> I don't know if I would call that a guilty pleasure movie, but I always liked that movie. Uh, forget forget mm-hmm. all the memes aside and everything like that. Um, if they can actually write something where it doesn't even really need to be that fantastic, to be honest with you, that's, that is a total check your brain at the door and just enjoy it. Even though it is a pretty good movie, I feel, uh, on its own merit. <clears throat> and has some I mean, I just, I just think the era of the mid to late 80s, mid to early 90s, those kind of action sci-fi sort of flicks, mm-hmm. I just think they're passe at this point. You know, I just don't think that there's... I mean, name a movie that's out that's like that. I mean, it just doesn't... You know, I guess the closest thing you could say is like superhero movies are now that genre. Yeah. So, you know, I I just don't see... I don't see the point in doing this. Like, I don't think there's an overwhelming need in order to... uh, You know, an overwhelming need to... um, make a sequel to this movie uh you know it just it doesn't make a lot of sense but i don't know i mean listen, does it need to happen <clears throat> absolutely not but like i said that's why this is a check your brain at the door and just have fun sort of movie like you don't have to overanalyze well, anything or well if you don't have wesley snipes as the villain mm-hmm. i mean how did he die in the movie? i mean that was that up? was his his I can't remember the name of the villain. It had a great name, but I don't remember what his name is. It's in here. Is it, what was is it? it like Nathan Detroit? Simon no. Phoenix. Simon right, Phoenix. Yes. 
if you don't have uh, if you don't have a Simon Phoenix, you know, like I just don't see the. I mean, the 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 movie was set to stand on its own two feet as mm -hmm. a you know as a complete story. You know, it's these two rivals. You know, in the 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 latter days, and then they're frozen and rewoken in the future. I mean, that was the whole plot. Mm -hmm. I don't get what the point of this movie would be. I just don't see an angle that would seem interesting. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, I, again, I'd give it a shot. If it doesn't happen, I'm so okay with it. Uh, I, I feel like they're, they're almost doing this just so they can talk about the seashells again. Uh, one more uh, maybe. But we, we, and that I, seems a long way to go for... I'll give you that. You know, yes, I, I will definitely give you that. I see this as, you know, like Stallone has been, I think, slowly trying to finish his big movies. Like he's trying to, I think, do like a final Rocky. I think that Rambo was the last one that came out. Yeah, final blood seemed to indicate that. Yeah. I didn't see it, so I have no idea. Me either. And I really don't want to see it from yeah, what, what I, I saw of it and what I heard about it. I really, yeah. I mean, at some point, I suppose I'll sit down and just stomach it. <laughs> complete the saga by uh by just watching it but i mean i'll be honest with you that was pretty i mean it was and you know i i mean are we assuming that creed 2 was rocky's final appearance i haven't heard about a creed 3 i don't know if there's going to be one or there isn't going to be one but i know that uh you know uh, that if there is a Creed three, one assumes that he'll appear in it, whether he mm -hmm. dies or or what. I don't know, but uh, the point is, is that uh, yeah, he's he's trying to wrap up some of these characters, and those are the big two, I think, Rocky and Rambo. I can't think. Yeah. I mean, again, I can't see Demolition Man being one of those characters that needs to be wrapped up. Uh -huh. Agreed. It, it ended on a fine note, as is. Uh, so that's why it's if if, it, if this happens, well, cool. If it doesn't, that's. I mean, is he going to go back and revisit all of his terrible characters? <laughs> you know, and do a, and do a final movie with them. Like, are we going to get? Well, my mom will shoot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is that the kind of is that the kind of angle that he's going for here? I'm just going to complete all of these characters. Are we going to see Cobra too? God, I hope not. Don't forget, the first one was terrible. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm talking about. Like what? Yeah, I just don't see the I don't see the purpose of. I mean, I mean, yeah, it he has a just great be, following. He, he could just be bored at the same time. He could just be bored. I just don't. I just don't see it. I yeah. just don't see the point. On the contrary, however, Eddie Murphy coming out of hiding and deciding to do these things, like Beverly Hills Cop Five, and. uh coming to America too mm -hmm. and doing stand-up specials, which I, I hear are coming and uh, some other things. And then going back when he went back to and hosted SNL and he did all the classic characters one more time, kind of mm -hmm. that I understand because it just seems like he went away and then came back to answer all of these questions. Agreed. Stallone didn't really go away. He just kind of, faded away with shittier and shittier movies <laughs> until he was kind of until you know he had the I, I assume it's him i don't know whoever had the the brain idea of doing the expendables movies of which they're doing another one apparently oh nice 
you know, where they get every action star of the is you know basically the eighties. To, you know, together, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 80s and early 90s, they get them together and tell a convoluted, you know, it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven for the stupid. <laughs> you know, it's that's basically what it is. Let it's me get basically every Ocean's Eleven for idiots. Blow something up. Yeah, that's what it's, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's kind of <laughs> like, well, just, we'll get the other end, the people who don't want to think and figure out things we'll just shoot and blow shit up and we'll get all the guys who you don't really associate with like thinking or acting or having a personality like Dolph Lundgren and etc and we'll just throw them all in a movie you know it's kind of like I, I don't even I can't even think of a you know I can't even think of how to possibly it's like brain donor it's like brain donors uh, meets. I, I don't even. I can't <laughs> even make an analogy work here. That's all right. Ocean's Eleven for dummies. I think is probably the best. That's, See, I was but that's what I mean. That's the kind of shit he's been. Stallone has been doing, other than his appearance uh, appearance in Guardians Two, which I thought was great. Although I thought he was woefully miscast. Uh, that aside, I I I like the fact that he was in there. I didn't mind it. Um, and as a one-off kind of okay and gone, that's fine. It's a, you know, it's a cameo. It is what it is. All right, moving on. Uh, a few other things I want to talk about, kind of a little off the cuff here. Um, so there's some things I watched uh, over the last week I want to talk about. Uh, Sandwich, I watched a new movie. I think you should give it, give it a try. All right? It's called Casablanca. Okay. Really good movie. You've probably never heard of it before. <laughs> It's been around for a while. <laughs> I decided to rewatch it, and uh, I've, I've heard of it. Okay, okay, it's 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 a kind of a big deal. So, uh, just to put that on your radar, um, I watched the Parks and Rec special episode. They did a little uh, quarantine. Uh, the Zoom episode. Yeah, it was the Zoom episode uh, to try to raise some money. Uh, it was it you know it, it was cute for what it is. Um, I mean. Every everybody kind of you know the main cast came back to reprise their role, and uh, I'm a huge Nick Offerman fan, so I, I absolutely loved it for what it was. Uh, again, nothing award winning, but just kind of cool. <clears throat> and also, I signed up for the uh, Apple TV Plus uh, free trial membership. Uh, so oh. I I gave it a little bit. Of, I tried a little bit of everything. Um, on uh, the first thing I watched was the Beastie Boys documentary. Uh, now again, I'm a big fan of of the group, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I absolutely absolutely loved it. It was more of a PowerPoint presentation of their book, and uh, just really kind of unique and fun. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to watch something that was like way outside of our uh, geek realm, uh, so I watched Holmes, which is kind of just talking about architecture and an interesting backstory, which was I thought kind of unique, uh, and something that was right in the middle of our wheelhouse, uh, Myth Quest. Which was uh think of it as a workplace comedy for a place that uh behind Activision Blizzard like the way with World of Warcraft, uh, okay. so it's like the it's the most popular game out there. Um, they 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 rake in an absolute fortune, and uh, like I said, that kind of I don't want to call it uh, the Office kind of humor, but something along those lines with the workplace comedy. And I thought it was pretty good. It was nine episodes, um, excluding the documentary because that was more f- uh, feature length. Just like 30-minute little chunks, and I thought was really, really good. 
to the point where I want to see, um, like I said, the M. Night Shyamalan show. And um, mm-hmm. what's the other Spielberg one? Amazing Stories. Uh, I, I wanted to try to watch that yeah. before tonight. I didn't get a chance. Um, because I kind of wanted to finish one thing at a time before just jumping all over. Um, but yeah, so far the service is good. And honest, one kind of odd thing I liked about it was the fact that it's like, it only took 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes tops for certain episodes, um, which I kind of liked more than the 45, 50 minute adventures that you're always getting on Netflix because you have to just invest more time. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, something that's honestly worth a shot. And if you, if I'm not buying another Apple product anytime soon, uh, which I know I'm not, uh, I would actually at least sign up for a month or two just to kind of check out a few more shows. Because so far, I am absolutely loving it. Um, <clears throat> I did want to check out uh, Rick and Morty, but uh, did not have enough time to watch the first Fucking episode. Shit. Not not Fucking that we're, shit. Well, we're not... eventually I'll reconnect. Fucking shit. Okay, we hear I'm you, sandwich. We hear until you. I get back. Fuck, 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 fuck. Wow, fuck, he has fuck, no fuck, idea. Fuck, 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 fuck. Sandwich? Fuck, 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 Sandwich. Fuck, 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 Shit, balls, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, shit, balls, fuck, shit. You can't write this. You can't write it. We saw the bloods. Noise, 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 noise. You can't write this. No. We saw the bloods. We saw the bloods. I'm not editing any of this out. I'm just going to be quiet because the more he says. <laughs> you can isolate it. Oh my God. Noise, noise. One, two, one, two, three, four. Noise, Will's noise, laughing noise, noise. Instagram noise. chat right smoking now. Weed, smoking whiz, doing coke, drinking beer, drinking beer. Beer's rolling fatty, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? We smoke the blunts. Rolling blunts and smoking. Sandwich. Sandwich. Hello. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's worth pointing out that we're not going to be spoiling talking about Rick and Morty since it just aired. And uh, we have, what is it? Is it two weeks? Two weeks is the the embargo, right? Kev? It's one week. uh, TV shows is one week. One week and two two weeks for movies. Okay. I always forget that Mm. as Sandwich has the most confusing look on his face. It's it's priceless. This is worth the Petraean dollar a month just oh, watching this this is this is glorious i'm crying right now um all right moving on <laughs> this is great he still doesn't know he's just he's just he still doesn't he's know. totally like oblivious to everything totally like just out of it like he just is he's upset he's concerned Up <laughs> oh, there he goes bad. i'm between the allergies and everything like i am i'm crying right now and it's fantastic um okay moving on right now um disney is developing a live action hercules remake uh this is a remake of the animated movie which appeared in 1997 which did barely okay as it was so i can i, I feel like this is oh like hey a, look at sandwich sandwich Hi. hey can you hear us hi Hey, because yeah, guess what, so, buddy? I, I I don't know that we should tell him. What? All right, I guess we should. I, Sandwich, so why your you... your whole J rant there yeah. from Jay and Silent Bob? Yeah, yeah, we got all that. Yeah, every bit of it. <laughs> Everything when you were saying "fuck, fuck," I can't connect. Like all of that, dude. Oh yeah, the whole thing. I actually had to stifle myself from speaking so that we could isolate that track at some point. 
<laughs> Fuck. This is the greatest. Honestly, I mean, just. I couldn't. I didn't think I was connected. All obviously, right. well, I wouldn't say well, the fucking arcade connect song. Dom, uh, I'm going to give you a bit of advice I learned many years ago. Uh, yeah. Always assume that someone's able to hear you and record you. That yep. said, that said, I'm going to post this, uh, the isolated track, just everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So, At least we know what ID to use in the break. <laughs> um, as I was saying, so there's going to be a live-action Hercules uh, bouncing off oh, of cool. the That's where we are. 1997 animated movie. Um, I mean, again, these things have just been um, big bucks. For, for them. It's going to be a little interesting because, uh, if I, like I said, if I remember correctly, Hercules, I, I wouldn't call it a dud uh, per se. I mean, maybe by Disney standards, it was kind of a dud. Uh, was it? I, well, compared to all the big, I think they bet very highly on the movie, uh, kind of based off of like, you know, Aladdin I think and Hercules, Lion King. I think Hercules did really well. I, don't, I, I mean, I could be wrong about that. You can look up the numbers. And what's left of Sandwich's head on the screen as he slowly Fuck. sinks. Uh, and, and now he goes the other way. So we barely have his eyebrows in the shot. Oh, my God. Hi. Hey, bud. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this, is, uh, this just sounds like a Chris Hemsworth movie in the making right here. Um, so I mean, I disagree entirely. In terms of, I think this is, I think the this other is Chris Pratt country. Uh, you know, I could. Chris Pratt would be amazing in this role, and if they're going to do it as a musical, he's got to be able to sing. And I can't imagine Hemsworth singing. I certainly can't imagine Hercules. Not the Disney Hercules. The Disney Hercules is like, I mean, if you remember the movie, he's kind of a funny young guy. Mm -hmm. I def mm -hmm. this is if they're gonna go with somebody big like that, it should be Pratt. It definitely should not be Hemsworth. Well, either way. Because it wasn't about him being big, it was about his character and his personality. And I'm not saying Ke Hemsworth isn't funny or doesn't have the personality. He's just completely wrong for this. I mean, uh, it, again, I think if they're going to go with a big name, which no one says they're going to, mm -hmm. I mean, they could go the direction they went with um, uh, Aladdin and get a relatively unknown person mm -hmm. in there to do it. Uh, you know, I, I think that's just as likely as as picking a big name. But if you got to pick a big name for this, I think Chris Pratt. Honestly, that's my opinion. I mean, either way, I'm I'm fine. I mean, and I know we keep saying like, why are they remaking these films? Uh, Hercules is also just one of the, I don't even want to call it property, obviously, but it, it's just one of those characters where it's always going to be remade in some way, shape, or form. Always, always, always since yeah. the way back when. So I, I'm fine with them kind of re... I'll say they're reinventing uh, this film uh, since it's a play off the 97 one. Um, and, and just looking at the stats right now, Kev, uh, according yeah. to Box Office Mojo, it made worldwide $252 million plus dollars. Uh, and it had a budget of $85 million. But I do remember uh, reading the Bob Iger book uh, with them saying that uh, it, it didn't perform exactly as they wanted it to. Uh, okay. I, I do remember something along those lines for, for sure there. Um, but either way, I mean, I, I, honestly, and uh, by the way, I do like the movie. I, I'm, not, I'm not bashing yeah, it. I do too. I thought it was really good, actually. Not saying I anything. liked it better than a, a lot of the movies that came after it. Yes, I will give you that for sure. So, I don't know. Um, so yeah, some pretty good stuff there. I'm, I'm definitely okay with them uh, 
pursuing that. Um, moving on. Uh, I think this is kind of intriguing, but I think necessary at the same time. Uh, the Oscars uh, will consider films that did not play in theaters as part of a new uh, uh, as part of a new set of uh, rules for the Academy. Uh, obviously, Uh-oh. because of the coronavirus pandemic, everything is kind of uh, uh, changing right now with. Um, no one able to go to the theaters, even though some theaters, I believe, in Texas started opening up this past week, if I recall correctly. Um, I believe AMC is still uh, closed for the most part and uh, could be filing for bankruptcy. Um, um, but, I mean, it is what it is. I, if anything, I'm wondering if this is going to give more of a, how can I say it, more of a uh, ind- independent films, a, a better chance of kind of being noticed. Uh, at at the current moment, um, because I, I know a lot of independent people have said that there's kind of a stranglehold on the Oscars uh, for for <clears throat> for this reason. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, but I, I, see, it's a little hard to say. But I I don't feel like it's going to have the same impact this year, anyways, because so much is being pushed back, so many things are are being delayed uh, as it is. Where it's, I really think that the Oscars are going to be. A, if I had to put money on, it's going to be a pretty big dud this year. Even though the Academy is trying to do a bit of a a workaround as it is right now, um, with everyone staying home. Well, this is exactly what Martin Scorsese said that he did not want to happen. Is that the Academy Awards start, you know, judging things that were not in the theater format? Which is why uh, his last movie, even though it was a Netflix picture, got a limited theatrical release so it would qualify for the Academy Awards. So I don't know. I have to be honest. I, I'm, I'm kind of upset by this because it seems like they're folding under the pressure of, and I don't think they're folding under the pressure necessarily. Uh, where the hell is he going now? He's putting the fan on. Ugh. So much noise that I can't edit out. I know. It's just, will you just sit still? I don't want my phone to start freaking out, so I was trying to keep moving. You know what? You know what really freaked out? Your microphone as you crinkled it when you unplugged it to go turn on the fan. <laughs> Come on, smile. Is that oh, crinkled? There is, it that crinkled? Is. is that crinkled for you? I'm number is that crinkling one. The mic? Number I'm one. number one. I know. I'm, I'm number on one sale. twice. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, I, I think that everyone sounding the death knell for the theatrical, uh, you know, for the theatrical release of films, I think is sounding a little too early. I understand that AMC may file for bankruptcy. Lots of companies file for bankruptcy. That doesn't mean that they go away. Correct. It means that they file for bankruptcy, and sometimes they come out of it. Yes, sometimes to help, they it's to help restructure their debt bought. sometimes. Yeah. So it's totally understandable, given everything that's going on, if you can't be in a place with other people, and that's what your business is, that your business is going to suffer. Uh, duh. I mean, it's kind of a it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, honestly, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, as depending what happens with states rolling back the uh, the social distancing guidelines right now, uh, I am really hoping that drive in movie theaters 
are going to be opened up over here. There's, like I said, we, we, and we've talked about it on the show, there's Warwick uh, Drive in, in New York, which is a little over an hour north of me. Um, listen, even if it's just like classic movies that I've never seen in the theater, if they're able to, to do that, I would love, love to be able to watch some classic movies that way and just stay in the car with the AC cranking. I'd, I'd be totally okay with that. Uh, I saw um, a documentary on Prime, I think, about a drive-in movie theater not far from where where you guys are there. It's the, uh, if it's the one in Pennsylvania, I saw it too. Yeah, 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 and it was a really, really good one. If anything, this is a good reason to see a surge uh, in um, of drive-in movie theaters, and I really hope that yeah. is the case um, for sure. He's gone. Okay, we'll see what if he comes back. Uh, the only other, I'm gonna ring him again. Okay, uh, the only thing just to kind of hit on really quick, just to at least get it out there. Uh, is that uh, Amazon has informed customers that the next Dungeons & Dragons book is being delayed until July. Uh, Uh-oh. If you pre-ordered Mythic Odysseys of Theros, uh, seeing the release date for the new uh, source book has been published, uh, pushed rather to July 21st. Um, I mean, listen, it is what it is. I mean, it's just like everything else. You know, every every industry is experiencing delays and and so on and so forth. So the Dungeons and Dragons industry is no different. Not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just one of those things to get out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it, you will survive. It's not like there's enough content going on right now. Exactly. Or, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so Big Kev, we have, we're about to halfway mark usually. We're about 30 minutes in. So uh, why don't you take us to break, bud? All right. And uh, with that, we will... Well, Monty and I, uh, I guess Sandwich has already started his break. Uh, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode five and two other numbers. 587. 587. Uh, the one we're calling. We hear you, Sandwich. No, no, it's got to be. It's got to be like Snoogans. Build your own X-Wing. Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Ahoy hoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. After announcing the game would be indefinitely delayed because of the coronavirus, Naughty Dog have announced that the new release date for The Last of Us Part 2 is now June 19th. It's not far off now, and there's a promotional trailer dropping this week. Just be wary of spoilers out there. Also recently announced is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is due out holiday 2020. Assassin's Creed has been on a really good run lately, with Origins and Odyssey, and now tackling Norse mythology with Vikings, which sounds really cool. Only a CG trailer is available, and a handful of screenshots, which kind of look like Witcher 3. Recently released is Streets of Rage 4. After 20-something years, they've made another one, and it's really cool. What seemed at first to be like cashing in on a nostalgic name has turned into a really fun beat-em-up, with a lot of characters to choose from and a surprising amount of art styles to experience in the game. The one criticism I heard 
Because people might not like that it's an old-school side-scrolling beat-em-up. The fuck are you talking about? It's Streets of Rage. What do you think this is? Also recently released is Gears Tactics. It's an XCOM-style game where you take turns with an enemy, issuing commands, and strategically taking out your AI opponent, but set in the Gears of War universe. It looks really cool, except the developer is pulling that elitist XCOM 2 bullshit, where the game is only being released on PC, so in time the game might come to console, if only the lowly public is to be so lucky. And finally, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, a side-scrolling 8-bit brawler, a la River City Ransom, will be available on May 7th on Nintendo Switch. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Hey, this is Jason Muse, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Snitch. Yes, bitch. Live from Studio M, Big Kev Huna Studios, in the sandwich shop, it's Geeks of TNG! You just heard a lovely little sponsor from my friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118th scale X-Wing on the market, which is great for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys, and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. It comes in many fabulous features like places for the bombs to go. The ship has working lights. R2-D2 goes boop, bop, and beep, and the X-Foils open into attack position. We here at Geese of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition, which comes with many fabulous features like working landing lights, static figures, little people movers, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. You also get many fabulous fab magazine guides comes with interesting source material and background stuff, and it also comes with a fabulous little binder where you can bind the magazine together, displayed on your bookshelf somewhere, and just really appreciate all the wonderful book knowledge you got out of those magazines. Now, time for my nice little spot we do on this show, stolen from Big Kev himself, praise to be, um, where you're going to go to convention with your friends, and, you know, the quarantine's over, you're allowed to go outside, and you're going to see this beautiful X-Wing displayed somewhere. And, you know, you've always been a Star Wars fan, you've been down to the dumps, quarantine got you down. And this X-Wing's going to bring you up. So you're going to walk over there and say, hey, but uh, how much does that X-Wing run for? You can say it runs for this much money. You're going to say, well, you know, I've been out of work because of the quarantine. I got my paycheck cut. So, you know, what can we do here? And he's like, oh, I can't budge. What Build X-Wing does for you is it gives you an affordable way to get that piece in your home now. You're going to get month to month. You're going to build it by yourself. You're really going to appreciate it once you're building it and you see all the many fabulous parts. You're going to appreciate the things that move, the parts that light up, the parts that got the sound. And it's really going to be a piece that you're going to cherish once you're done, once you got set up in your man cave. You can just look at it in its X-Wing glory. So if you want to reach them, they're at buildxwing.com. Or if you want to use your telephone, they're at 877-544-6779. Shadaisy. And the best part is the fact that your audio did not drop, but your video did during that. So I Yep, will... we were waiting. 
We were waiting to see what would happen this <laughs> yeah, time. We, we, we would the video, would it continue, but you didn't know and then keep talking? Would you? Yeah. We, so we just, <laughs> we just hung on for dear life there. Yeah. Last time I, before I guess the, the we jumped to commercial, uh, when I cut out for the second time of the many, I imagine we might have to suffer through tonight. Um, like I do, don't sing, don't sing. Cause my initials like, I'm going to sing a song, but I'm not going to sing a song. This is not a musical. This is simply sandwich. It was beautiful, fantastic. Snoochie, why are we snooky boogies? Snoochie boochies, snoochie boochies, sir. Right, we we named the episode that for you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um. All right. So, boys, as it as it is, uh, uh the week of May the fourth, uh, we have a bunch of Star Wars things that we yes. need to do, hit do, on do. right now. Uh, so let's make sure we get them. Uh, hit all, all the notes. So the big thing of the week. Uh, Taika Waititi will direct a new Star Wars uh, movie uh, that he is co-writing. Uh, what you call it? So it is not clear if it's one of the three untitled Star Wars films uh, that's going to be coming out in 2022, 2024, or 2026, or if it's a separate project altogether. Uh, but it is something that has been rumored for quite a while. Uh, when talking about it in our Discord, uh, Anabox says that he likes the idea. Uh, he did a pretty good job on the Mandalorian, and that he can't wait to see how he handles this. Uh, doesn't it seem like? Doesn't it seem like season one of the Mandalorian, with all those different directors, seem like the tryout for who's going to get to direct a Star Wars movie? And if that's the case, I'm all for Taika, but John yeah. Favreau was also in that group. True. So uh, I, I'm I'm all for Taika. I just think that they're I think what they're doing with Mandalorian is they're laying the groundwork for they for who they want directing their projects going forward. It's their audition tapes. Kinda. I mean, kinda. I mean, you can't get a better audition tape, can you? Speaking yeah. of the Mandalorian and Taika, I don't know if you guys saw on Disney Plus yesterday, they have a new series um, which is looking at the uh, sort of behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. Yeah, we oh. chatted about and, it last week, but we didn't talk about it yet. Yeah, and episode one, I've watched it. Episode one was about the directors. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And it kind of profiled them a little bit individually, talked about their episode and so on and so forth. And I thought what was really funny is they all were in agreement that they gave Bryce Dallas Howard the worst episode for a first-time like director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To do so, um, she in turn, I think, got all of them back by saying, by talking about a story about her father, the legendary Ron Howard, director of one of the most amazing Star Wars films, Solo. Um, she talked about how a very long time ago, when she was young, she said she was maybe, I can't remember if she said five, six, seven, somewhere in that age group, mm-hmm. that she went to Japan with her father. And went to and was at a dinner with her father and George Lucas and um, uh, what's his name, the brilliant director, uh, Japanese director. You must have been really old at that point, who made like Magnificent Seven, all the stuff George Lucas stole. Uh, he stole <laughs> from this director. I can't remember his name. Kurosawa, maybe it was Kurosawa, and and how she was at this. And they were all, you could see all of their eyes like, oh, wow, you know, like, because if you're going to be at a table with with people, those are some great people to be at a table with. 
And she talked about how she was falling asleep, like, and, uh, you know, because she was little and all. It was really great. You should really watch it. Um, I thought the the behind the scenes stuff was really, really excellent. And uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely check that out on Disney Plus. But yeah, I'm all for Taika. Do I'm all for any of those people doing it. And, you know, already they've talked about the directors in season two, uh, I think, are including Robert Rodriguez, who I think is currently um, directing his episode because he yep. said he was so happy to be able to direct the biggest star in the universe. And it was a photo of him and Baby Yoda. Yep. <laughs> or the child or whatever the hell you want to call him. Yep, that he tweeted um, out. Yeah, so that was really great. And there's a whole slew of directors really great for season two of The Mandalorian as well. So, yeah. Yeah, all for Taika, all for fresh blood. You know, I mean, now, granted, uh, you know, what's his name who did The Last Jedi was also fresh blood. That didn't work <laughs> out so great. But, you know, I, I have confidence. Now, isn't Kathleen Kennedy, she's, is, tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't she retiring? Or she stay, is she staying on? It's rumored. So it's rumored. Yeah, I don't think is so it's rumored that she's retiring. So yeah. if, if if that is the case, I mean, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's part of the reason. Uh, Favreau is just kind of being left on the side right now. Maybe they have bigger. I plans. think maybe they have bigger plans for him. I have said in the past, and I will say again. If it isn't Favreau and or Dave Filoni, the guy who created Clone Wars, The Mandalorian, Rebels, if it isn't one or both of those guys who take over Lucasfilm, it would be a crime if anyone else were to take that over. And let me tell you why. And again, that series on Disney+, Plus, which I don't remember the name of at the moment, um, but you can check it out on there. Uh, whatever the name of that series is, you learn right away, and especially watching it, you learn exactly what their dynamic is. And their dynamic is John Favreau is an amazing sort of live action filmmaker with a lot of experience at this point, a lot of chops, um, and 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 a good deal uh, of uh, I don't know what the right word a long is. Resume, um, a long resume. He he does have a long resume. I, I just think he's really great. And you also have Dave Filoni, who is basically a Star Wars encyclopedia. Like, everybody talks on that show about how much he knows about Star Wars. And even, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the woman that plays Cara Dune, who's like the Mandalorian's tough lady friend, okay. the, the mm -hmm. MMA fighter. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Uh, she goes, she talks about how you could ask Dave Filoni what the story is behind her shoulder pad, and he would have a whole story for you, or he would tell you why it was wrong. <laughs> so if you have the filmmaker, I mean, and not that Dave Filoni is not a great filmmaker, look at Clone Wars, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Look at Rebels, uh, and you can't say that he's not a great filmmaker simply because up until Mandalorian all of his directing stuff was animation. You can't say he's not a great filmmaker because of that. That said, you, you can see the dynamic and how it should go uh, between the two of them if they were given the reins of Lucasfilm, which, by God, and I'm not knocking Kathleen Kennedy, 
I think she had a lot of things working against her. I think she had a, a, some pressure from Disney executives who I think it's going to come out eventually that sh- that they did not listen to Kathleen Kennedy. And I think uh, the results were The Last Jedi and then stacking Solo six months later, um, which which in my opinion, is the reason Solo is a failure. It's not a bad film. It's a great film. It's a great Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Kathleen Kennedy, I just think she she had a lot of stuff working against her, and I don't think, I think they've learned their lessons, but I think Kathleen's ready to turn it over. That's the rumor anyway. Yeah. Uh, Moving along, kind of sticking to The Mandalorian, uh, the visual effects team says that season two will not be delayed. Uh, in an interview with Variety, uh, the publication talked with director Rick, I'm not going to try to say his last name, and animation supervisor Hal Hickel. <laughs> uh, in the conversation, uh, the director says, we've been hungered down in the process. It's been a challenging and great experience so far, uh, but it's good to have to have that to take uh, my mind away from the daily uh, madness that we are living on in the moment. Uh, Hickel added a big tent pole summertime film like the Avengers uh, might be around 2000 visual effect shots. Uh, These, this and these series are a little shy of 4,000 visual effect shots for season one and season two is no different. Uh, We're doing them uh, in around the same amount of time, maybe even less than a big summer film. Plus all we have to, we all have to work remotely. We're in the middle of that tsunami right now. Uh, but we're going to get it all done. People are going to get their baby Yoda, I promise. Uh, well, just a reminder, Mandalorian is he- hitting season two of Disney Plus in October. Um, so the <clears throat> my big honestly takeaway was the fact that they're all working remotely. Uh, I, I mean, obviously you can be secure with VPNing and all that jazz, uh, but considering how uh, crucial the Mandalorian is for Disney Plus, um, I'm a little surprised that they are working remotely. Um, but uh, even though everyone is working from home and everything, it's nice to know that they are able to still still get a job, still ha- keep their job, first of all. Uh, I think if principal photography, I think if principal photography is done, I don't see any reason why they, I mean, let's be honest. At that point, they're working in front of computers anyway. They're working in front of computers, yes. But, I mean, there's also contingencies. There's the security aspect and... There's also the, uh, uh, you know, depending on their setups, obviously, there's also the, the matter of making sure that they can access the files, make sure they have the right internet speed. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things that kind of, and, and that they actually have the systems that they need in their home to actually get everything done um, you know, correctly. I think a lot of those guys probably have the systems in their homes. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I mean, I'm just saying that it's it's pretty high tech gear, obviously. So right, uh, but it's nice. But, mouse, but it's nice the fact that they're able to get the work around together. The mouse will make sure the baby Yoda gets out there. The mouse will not tolerate any failures. I mean, Praise I, be I, to I, Lord honestly, mouse. with with <laughs> Disney Plus, I mean, it is making up for so much lost ground that um, the company is making elsewhere. It just re- uh, release its quarterly reports, and usually the the company always does what really does well for the company is its parks. Obviously, that's that hasn't been the case for the last quarter. Um, so they got crushed uh, in their latest reports. I didn't go through it totally, uh, but what's really helped pick up a lot of the slack, or as much as they can, anyways, um, is the fact that subscribers have jumped substantially for for Disney Plus because mm-hmm. at least people can do that. 
Um, right. So, so there's that. The only problem is that, uh, you know, or the the concern rather, I should say, is more of the, um, are these people going to stick around when there's no, you know, it's not like they have another big hit on on the horizon right now that people are waiting for outside of season two of the Mandalorian. Like th- that's what the, the main concern is. Black and, Widow. No, no, I'm just talking about on this, uh, on Disney Plus. Um, no, it's all stuff. It's all stuff for the fall. The Marvel shows and. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, moving along sticking with the star Wars, uh, stuff. still. uh, Hasbro unveils new star Wars figures, uh, collectibles for fan first Friday. Uh, most of which were six inch scale. They only showed one three and three quarter figure and everybody was like, what the fuck? Now, do you think this had anything to do because of the pandemic or was this, do you think this was just a, you know, now that we're done. With- no, this is this is par for the course for Hasbro at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, Hasbro has for the last several years uh, taken uh, a, a few spots over time, and they release one, you know, image, and then or they'll release a handful of images. And for example, when you go to Toy Fair, they you know they'll show you half a dozen images, or maybe even a dozen because it's Toy Fair, but. Um, and then they'll say, nope, we can't show you any more than that until San Diego. And then in San Diego, they do exactly the same thing. <laughs> so in San Diego, they're like, oh, no, we got to hold those off. We'll show you more at Toy Fair. And, you know, and more never comes. You, you know, it used to be Hasbro would release, you know, and I mean, not that terribly long ago, they would release a slew of figures. And now it's like you get a handful and everybody blames everybody. Hasbro blames Disney. Disney says we don't know or Lucasfilm slash Disney says we 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 don't that that doesn't really, you know, that's not really us. <laughs> you know, that's their decision if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then they blame distribute they blame distribution problems on the stores, and the stores are like, we putting out everything we get. You know, like it's it's just a back and forth. You know, there's already people who are like, you know, saying maybe the Hasbro era of Star Wars is over. And, you know, like and, you know, when and when it's May the 4th and you show what half a dozen images, all of which are six inch figures, none of which are really a surprise or new. I mean, most of those were either rumored or hinted at mm-hmm. prior to this release. And it's May the 4th. You know, like, it just seems like they're just starting not to just give a shit anymore. It's kind of like, I mean, that's my opinion anyway. I mean, from, obviously, this is more of, you you, you got you guys's, this is more of your thing here. But You guys It it feels like uh, it's at a point where maybe, maybe someone else needs to take control of this. Uh, You know, I'm also curious if, if one of the next things for later on down the line for Disney uh, does it make sense for them to try to um, build their own to- like toy distributor with uh, it with under the Disney umbrella? Uh, I mean, it, obviously the the movies make a, a a boatload, but maybe if they have more control of the licensing and the distribution, uh, maybe that's even better for their platform. So I'd be kind of interested to see if maybe something goes along that line because honestly, I feel like. The, the the every single year around this time i i mean personally i feel like people are more upset people have something more to be to gripe about 
than they do for excitement. And that's really unfortunate when there's a goddamn holiday built around a, a, a franchise such as this. Uh, I'm going to give my way too hot take. That is totally inaccurate. I, I don't even believe in me saying this. I think we're beginning to see kind of the end in the de- or the downturn, say, of just figures in a general sense. Now, what I mean by that is I think we're going to start seeing them put out less and less and less. They've already started putting out less and less from what I know, you know, and it's going to be, you know, if they show six this year and a couple of years, it'll be three and a couple of years is going to be less. And I, I feel like they're just going to stop at some point in the semi near to not so far from future with figures, which really blows. But that's, that's how I see right now. And my way too hot take that I don't believe myself, <laughs> but I mean, everybody keeps asking me. So this is where I stand. And if know. they do, if that is the future, it's their own fault because they're the ones that created this future. And it's unfortunate because you have a lot of guys who are really, really dedicated to collecting Star Wars figures and, oh, yeah. and toys and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's been a rough couple of years. You know, we had the the vintage collection, which was the hyper-articulated, all the accessories you could want. We had that stuff come out, and it was amazing. We were like, thank God, we're finally back on track, and they're doing different characters and so on. And then we went through the era where they were like, nope, we're just doing five POA. That's yeah. it. And then it was just like their sales dropped. And we told them when they announced five POA, we were like, it's going to be bad. And it was bad. You know, like, and it's just, it sucks because we didn't get, I mean, we got a couple of vintage figures, vintage collection figures, I should say. For like Solo and Rogue One and, and, you know, a couple here and there once the series came back. But, you know, those movies both deserved vintage collection lines. You know, Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi, even though it was a piece of garbage of a film, there were some characters in there you would have liked to have seen on the vintage collection. And we're probably never going to get them as a result. And it just sucks. And you have the six-inch line, which is like... There's, there's collectors out there for the six-inch line. That's great. But you know what? They're in competition with overseas toy makers who are making way better toys in six-inch. Mm-hmm. You know, They're in competition with Bandai model kits, which essentially is an action figure that you build You know, called a model kit. They're in, uh, uh, the figure arts figures are, in, in some ways, way better than Hasbro six-inch figures. Way better. And so that with all the competition that they have, even though they don't recognize that as competition in this country because, you know, it's, it, they're more difficult to get and therefore more expensive to get. But, you know, for the, the real diehard collectors, if it's a better figure, they're going to grab it from – they're going to grab the best version of that figure. They're not going to get it simply because it's in the Black Series, because it's in the U.S., because it's Hasbro. Yeah. They're going to get the best version of that character. It just – I don't know. I don't know. It feels like, you know, several years ago, OG and I lamented the fact that we were, uh, you know, we were in the decline of, uh, like, like uh, Sandwich is saying, we were sort of in the decline of action figures and toys and collectibles and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's when you hit May the 4th and that's what Hasbro is presenting, you understand why we would feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought it was 
a lackluster presentation like every presentation they've given in the last 10 years. You know, like, I mean, with the exception of the sail barge, there hasn't been really anything that interesting in a long time. Was that the one from Hasbro? Was it Hasbro Pulse, the uh, like the fundraiser one? No, that was HasLab. Has, I, I always mix them up. HasLab okay. is their, that's their crowdsourcing. Yeah, yeah, I, I mix up the uh, names. Wing. They've had two projects so far. I think, uh, well, Sail Barge was the first, and it was an overwhelming success. I think the second one was Unicron, which is that huge Transformer. Yeah. It's like a planet. I don't a know much about Transformers. But that that apparently was their second one. I don't know what the status of that one is. I don't know that it, uh, I don't know that it failed or made it, or I don't know. Um, but I know this, I haven't heard about another one yet and everyone is clamoring for another star Wars one because, you know, that's the only way guys who are the collectors like that are going to get the big things like the sail barge, like other Mm -hmm. big things that they could do. It's the only way they're going to get that stuff is by doing it that way. And increasingly what you see, if you follow sort of the, the, uh, I don't know if you call it underground toy movement, but you, you know, you, you increasingly see guys who are just like, fuck it. We're just going to make our own shit. Do you know how many guys out there right now are just custom making their own vintage action figures? And I mean, vintage like seventies and eighties style action figures, five points of articulation mm-hmm. characters that we never got in that time period. They're making them. They're producing them. They're putting them on cards so that they match the rest of the old figures. It's great. It's an amazing culture. Um, And it's easy to do with five points of articulation because they're not that complicated to work out. Mm -hmm. But uh, just just putting a a real long uh, agreement on what Sandwich is saying, I totally agree. And the more 3D printers get to be really great printers Mm -hmm. and the more people figure out how to cast their own action figures and how to do it with multiple points of articulation that's one step closer hasbro is to losing everyone forever i mean mean, just 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 to add on to that honestly like i I was going to say that it may be worse spending that money you were kind of hoping to spend here um, try to get those like the original vintage try to put put something towards that put it towards um you know, someone who has their own toy on Kickstarter, trying to get like the independent stuff. Um, I mean, there's so many um, of those independent creators who are putting out amazing content. Last year when I went to, um, what was it? It's called the the Five Points Toy Show uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was- Five Points Festival. Yes. Honestly, I was jaw dropped on how amazing that place is. Um, obviously that's, that place has a hiccup this year for obvious reasons. Uh, but that's the (laughs) kind of thing you need to put on your radar to, to support and, and put your money towards if you want real quality. And that is where I stand. Uh, West coast, West coast, Scott doing a huge callback right there (laughs) to, uh, one of the old bits. And that's where I stand. Do you know uh, Mr. Monty probably has the uh, intro and outro uh, I probably do. to that? I probably do. If he was clever enough to edit that in, that would be really funny. You can see what I can do there. Uh, Sandwich, yeah. what were you going to add as we're kind of? I was. Uh, I mean, it's here? it's it's not super. It's related in some way, but you know, Hasbro owns D and D, 
So I don't know if Hasbro puts out D and D figures though. Do you know? If it's, do either of you know if they do? Through you mean the you mean the the mini figures? Yeah, the officially licensed no, mini figures. No, uh, that's um, that's NECA. Okay, because I'll say in that case, I know it's not. It's no. It's related in a way. I'm going to bring it back around. You talked about 3D printing. A guy I do D and D with on Sundays, 3D printed us our own figures once. Mm-hmm. And they were better than some of the ones I would get from the store. No kidding. I was honestly like, kind of it, wondering about, about that, to be honest. Did you, did really you see nice. that thing? Did you see that thing that I sent you guys yesterday? Yes, yes. that was fantastic. That yes. was that was me messing around on Hero Forge. Yeah, so for those oh, who those okay, are mini those are mini figures. So oh, like awesome. that big. So what people should know here is that uh Big Kev created uh the three of us as as minis through Hero Forge. <laughs> And when I saw the picture, I did the big because so I I had messengers open on my my MacBook Pro, so it, the picture came in like really huge. So I I, <laughs> I I turned around, I heard the ding, I I looked at my screen, and just like the biggest picture, my jaw dropped in excitement when I saw those <laughs> when I saw those minis. It looked fantastic. That looked awesome. I gotta I gotta put that on the the Discord and on the uh, on the Twitter page. I forgot about so, that. So that's a thing. Oh no, not, like, don't do it yet. No? Don't do it yet because I base those on the new logo, and I don't want to I don't want to put that out. There oh, okay, fair enough. That's, okay. That, that's you know, funny. for the record, also I did not send to you, but I'll send you guys after the show. I did them actually of myself and OG, based on the old show logo. Okay. Okay. Which are also I think which is also really funny. I think <laughs> that is that is pretty good. Uh, boys, anything else you want to hit on Star Wars? Yes, here- Clone oh, Wars. Oh. The ending of Clone Wars was mind-blowingly good. So I know, I don't know, did you watch it, Sandwich? Did you watch Clone Wars? I have seen, I'm going to say that I've seen a lot of Clone Wars in bits. I've never sat down and went through it. I would I've recommend seen many bits of. I it. would recommend that you do that. I don't know that we can get Mr. Monty to sit down and do that because Star yeah. Wars not really his thing. But I watched the films. Yeah. I did watch the films and Mandalorian. I mean, I give it a shot. No, no, that's fine. I mean, I appreciate you watching the films and watching the Mandalorian. But I'm telling you, Clone Wars and especially the way that Clone Wars ended. It's mind-blowing, Mr. Monty. It's just mind-blowing. Awesome. The end of it was so powerful. I mean, someone said this on on Twitter or Facebook. One of the social uh, medias said that the, the last couple episodes of Clone Wars were the best Star Wars movie that we've had in a decade. <laughs> now, I don't necessarily agree with that because, honestly, I think Rogue One and Solo were amazing movies. Yeah. And I even like Force Awakens a little bit. I like and then Solo there's those other two abortions. Uh, but the uh, but that said, the way that they decided to end Clone Wars was brilliant. Was absolutely and it also it sets up a million other things. Like I, I can't really get into it because if I tell you, then it's kind of like spoiling it. And I'm kind of yeah. hoping maybe one day you guys will just sit down and just blow through it. I mean, it's a bunch of seasons, but I think the episodes are like 22 minutes. So I think you can blow through them fairly quickly. Um, and what an amazing, and it's, and Nick, it's all the events that take place between episode two and episode three. Okay. That's what happens is the events that take place in that time span. Um, and they actually beautifully in the in the last season, which just ended uh, on May the fourth, 
they beautifully tie in ep- the, the events in episode three. They tie them into the episode. Like you hear Anakin, uh, you know, like uh, the, the, the guy that does Anakin's voice in the cartoon, he redubbed some of the lines from episode three. Uh, and it's just, it's it's absolutely flawless. You really, really have to see it. It's really, really amazing. All right. Well, on, right. The, um, on the plus so side. So that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Go on. No, all I was going to say is, I mean, it's it's kind of regrettable that the story came to an end because I kind of want more of it. And our only sort of Star Wars animation right now is Resistance, and it's just not. I mean, just going to be honest, it's just not good. Uh-huh. You know, it's just not good. Rebels was amazing. I would suggest going through that as well because that also has huge ties into other things as well. But uh, that, I mean. Uh, it was it was amazing. I, I'm just still mind blown about it a little bit. So well, all right, uh, yeah. boys. We are at the end of a uh, another award winning, uh, Razzie winning uh, episode, as as it were. Uh, you can catch us each and every week at geekstufftng.com. You can check. Hurry, the on. sandwich is having convulsions. You can check us <laughs> no, out. On, it's, it's the outro music. I always hear it. <laughs> on, check us out on the Instagram. Check us out on Facebook, and check us out as on Twitter as geekstufftng. You can find me online uh, on the social medias as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on the Snapchat. Uh, somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, and also on the YouTube, uh, which uh, Sandwich called me out on not posting enough stuff. So I got to get back. Got to get back on that <laughs> wagon there. Uh, Big Cap, sir. Uh, you can find me on Xbox One sometimes. Uh bringing justice to a lawless west with a bunch of zany characters like cousin dave and uncle e-rock and you know was the sandwich there for a brief period but i'm so, uh, if red dead didn't crash as much it'd be a lot more fun i know i'm i'm with you 100 percent on that it's so frustrating <laughs> you know it used to be i played maybe once a week and now that i play at least a, a few minutes every day Holy shit, Rockstar. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, you can find me also at BK Geek Stuff uh, everywhere else. Fantastic. And uh, sorry, Sandwich, just real quick, uh, because uh, Coke Logic sent us a game stuff uh, in the middle of the show. So I want to thank him oh. for this week's uh, episode. And also, you can find him on uh, Twitter as Coke Logic. Uh, Sandwich, your info, please. Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One. At Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E, and real quick, real quick before yep. we do, uh, I heard on the the game stuff there's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Real quick, ten second bit. That game looks fucking sick. If you guys don't have a chance to watch the trailer, go watch it now. Looks awesome. Doesn't look like Assassin's Creed. Looks stupid fun. Does it look like something that you and I probably won't play together, even though we probably could? It's single player. Probably. So there you go. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to look into Perfect. the Jane Silent Bob mode. You can continue to play with yourself. There you go. And I'm going to check out wow. my, uh, the Jane Silent Bob game because why the hell not? Uh, and on that note, Big Kev. I can give you a lot of reasons why not. All right, go on. With that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode 587. Yep. There you go. The one we're calling Snoochie Booches. 
to an end the way we end some episodes by saying Good night, Sam Lloyd, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.